Have you guys ever had sweet and sour Kool-Aid pickles? No, that sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it does. And it, it looks alien. It's the creepiest thing. I don't want that. No. Welcome to Buried Cinema, where we discuss new and lesser-known films in detail, so there will be spoilers. I'm Nate. I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. I'm Patrick. I'm Steve. This week, we're talking about movies that have surprising sequels with the theme of, they made a sequel to that? We'll be talking about Return to Oz and Blues Brothers 2000, so I know everyone's excited. This is a podcast you can't (laughs) wait to listen to. We're going to start off with Return to Oz. This was my choice. It is a sequel to the original Wizard of Oz, but not so much the movie, more the book. But since the original book wasn't really adapted, they kind of just took the concept and made it into a musical. It's a little confusing. Um, essentially, what is the ruby slippers, though? Yeah. And I remember they had to, there was a big deal. They had to like fight for that. Because for those of you who don't know in literature, the ruby slippers are in the movie, not the book. In the book, there's there silver. There are no ruby slippers. In, yeah. And I think Disney had to pay a fair amount to get the ruby slippers. Yep. Because if you did silver slippers, people would have gone apeshit. Yeah, that's right. Um, but Return to Oz is basically about Dorothy Gale. She goes back to Oz. And, well, things are not doing so well. Everybody's been turned to stone. There's a crazy lady who chops heads off. There's a rock king. And she can't find the scarecrow, ten men, or cowardly lion. And so naturally she meets up with a clockwork man, a pumpkin, and a mounted moose head. It's a gump, gump Nate. I'm sorry. It's a gump. Um, <laughs> this was directed by Walter Murch. It was made in 1985. We did the math. What was it, Tom? 46. 46 years. 46 years after the original Wizard of Oz, the beloved musical. For those of you who haven't seen it, you should go watch it. It's a film classic. It's an absolute masterpiece. Um, this has been in a lot of people's childhoods. The reason I remember it, it would always come on like TBS or something, and the puppetry always really impressed me. So I'm curious to see. I wanted to go back and re-watch it, and I've been seeing it come up from time to time on the internet. I don't know why. It's just been in my thoughts and cares and prayers. Well, the internet's basically an 80s nostalgia machine. <laughs> that, yeah, right now. That could be why. Yeah. So I'm going, so I'm curious. Um, let's start with Tom. Tom, what did you think about Return to Oz? Uh, I also, Steve had mentioned that he'd seen this many times as a child. Um, I also watched this, not over and over again, but I, I definitely remember watching it a few times as a child, and it terrified me. The Deadly Desert, I was afraid to touch sand. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was afraid of the flying monkeys from The Wizard of Oz, so putting them on wheels and basically making them like a an 80s punk uh, <laughs> gang. So, something about that was terrifying. Uh, the witch with the collection of heads was terrifying. I had been wanting to rewatch this for a while, so I'm actually glad Nate picked this. I almost picked it myself a few times. And I am going to give this film an A. Ooh. Wow. Why? Why so high? Are you insane? I think, because I he was this, high. <laughs> No, I I was very sober watching this. I think this is a great fantasy adventure film. And I, I'm a big fan of the practical effects from the 80s era. Uh, it's something I really miss. 
Um, I really, this has a great mix of puppetry and uh, matte oh, paintings yeah. and yeah. rotoscoping. And it even has uh, Will Vinton's claymation of California Raisins fame um, doing the, uh, the gnomes and the gnome king, which was excellent. I like that this is darker. I guess back in 85, there was most of the criticism was that this is way too dark for a children's film. Um, and obviously the way it terrified me, probably true, but, um, <laughs> I think, I think a lot of children's entertainment these days is very dark. I mean, PG 13 is the new PG. You got like stuff in Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. This is pretty much on that level as far as how dark it is. I like the tone a little better than I actually, I, I actually have some philosophical issues with the Wizard of Oz and some narrative ones. Um, that I don't have with this film. And you mean with the original movie? Yeah. Or the book? I've never read the books, so I can't really oh. attest to that. But the original, you know, has the whole, it was only a dream thing at the end. And I have some, I'm not going to get into it, but I have some philosophical issues with the whole, uh, there's no place like home thing in that movie. Hmm. But I also think that Feruza Balk is, gives a really good performance in this film as Dorothy. This is her first film role. Yeah. I, I don't have, I mean, it's it's uh, certain parts of it are very very eighties. Like I said, the uh, the wheelers are very eighties. But I don't really have too much of a problem with this. It definitely is dark. I mean, she basically goes to a, a an insane asylum to get electroshock therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. especially in a children's film, is really dark. I mean, this is basically a horror movie. Yeah. For yeah. children. Yep. But I like how I mean, there was a lot of that in, in the original Wizard of Oz too. But there's a lot of things in Oz in this movie that parallel her life and the whole time you're like is this all just like a detached fantasy because she can't deal with the reality of what she's going through right now you know the whole the doctor and the head nurse being the villains and Oz and all that stuff I just think it's a fascinating fantasy film so yeah I'm giving it an A. A resounding A from Tom? I have zero nostalgic value in this I don't remember seeing it as a Preteen or early teenager. This famously bombed. It went way over budget. They kind of wanted to ditch it, and like Lucas, I think, or somebody had to come in and tell Disney to let Walter Murch keep making it. He's never made a movie since. Well, he's he's he hasn't directed a movie. He hasn't directed a movie since. Editing, sound editing. Yeah, he he went back to behind the scenes. I uh, I did not have a enjoyable experience watching this. Uh, I told Stephen. I use this as punishment to make me go back to working around the house so I wouldn't sit down and watch TV for too long. I mean, I, I saw, you know, in the opening credits, Walt Disney. I'm like, okay, cool. And no, I, I was disappointed that it was a Disney film. I was, I, Tom, the one thing I will agree on, um, the the girl, I, I thought at many times throughout the film, you could see her effort in trying to keep this going and just become, she was completely invested in this film. Uh, and I thought she did a really good job. Despite her efforts and, and her, her best efforts, I did not enjoy this film at all. There were, there were so many things about it that just bugged the shit out of me, for, for lack of a better term. Um, first of all, I, I generally don't enjoy musicals. Uh, some I do, but in general I don't. I don't care for The Wizard of Oz. Uh, the original movie, 
I, I'm, I'm not saying I don't like it. It's just it's not my type of I've heard of movie. twice I don't like it. I have philosophical problems. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> I, I love The Wizard of every, Oz. I just have problems with it. Every uh, holiday season, my wife watches The Wizard of Oz, and my kids sit down, and I deliberately find other stuff to do. I have <laughs> – yeah, I, I – there's nothing about it where I'm going, oh, let me sit down and watch this. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. So coming into Return to Oz, I'm already, you know, it's already got a, a one notch against it. And this did nothing but continue to go downhill for me. But there's no music. It should have gone up. I agree. There's no music. Honestly, anything could have potentially helped it. The uh, the animation style of the Nanome King, oh, that, but that took a, a movie that, seem to already have a tight budget and make it smaller. Um, and you're crazy. I, I understand at the time that was mainstream. I'm not going to say groundbreaking. I'm not going to say uh, culture setting. I just, I, I think it's an age thing. When he, when he's actually the rock and it's like the claymation, I thought that was kind of cool. When it transitions into him being a real person, that was not good. The, the, when it's actually a real person in makeup, the makeup is awful. Well, okay. I disagree. He's supposed to be transitioning to, into a human. Yeah, yeah I know, I but right. it doesn't feel like a fluid transition. It's like one second he's rock, and then the next second it's just a person with mud on his beard. No, I think so, it's one of the best parts about it. It, it, I feel, yeah. I think it feels very fluid, but keep going, Kevin. Um, obviously, we're going to disagree on different parts. I give this a D. Um, I did not like it. Patrick. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I fondly remember this movie, like when I was a kid, like I remember watching it. I think Steve was saying he watched it a lot. and I, I remember watching it a lot too. And so I thought going into it, it was going to be like, oh, easy A. Um, it was different than what I, I don't remember it being that dark, like yeah. watching it. And the funny thing is, so I was like, oh, this would be a great movie. Molly, she'll love the wizard. I have a 10 year old daughter. I'm like, oh, she'll love the wizard. She loves the Wizard of Oz. You know, she, we've oh, read this it. is we've, a terrible idea for a 10 year old. We've read oh, Yeah, no shit. Um, so we, I mean, we've read. Did she cry? Not, yeah. not during the movie. Um, <laughs> upon Just reflection later. Night. Yeah, no, that it was. So, because we've, we've, we've read The Wizard of Oz together. We've read one of the, um, I think it was The Land of Oz, which this one's based off of the next two books in the series. Yeah, Land of Oz yeah. and Ozma. Marvelous yeah. Land of Oz. Yeah. I mean, and when I was a kid, I read all of them. I, lo I loved the Oz stuff, so I, I, I really enjoyed all of the books and all the, the writing. Um, so we'd read that, and I was like, oh, Molly will love this. And just within the first, the whole sanitarium thing in the beginning, and she's like, why are those people in the basement? And I'm like, oh, those are the people that, you know, it went wrong with. And she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, no, let's not. like let's That's not, what we do to the not, bad kids. Let's not focus on that. <laughs> like, here, they go to Oz now. It's a fantasy world. Yay. No, no. Like, yeah, her issue later that night, why she can't sleep is because of, like, the people in the sanitarium who had the bad electric shock therapy done to them and i'm like oh crap we gotta walk you know explain this yeah this turns out this was not a kid's movie <laughs> um wow so yeah a little, when, little thing like traumatizing your daughter yeah, sell your grade for this it, movie. It, it, oddly enough it does kind of bring it it brought it down <laughs> a notch like um although it's funny because like you're saying you know like the horror of the horror of like lord of the rings or harry potter or even those things like people dying or people getting maimed or something like that 
even that isn't the same as both people being electroshock therapy to and you know tortured basically or the part with the um, mombi and the heads where yeah I'm take your head it's yeah like, oh, that is that's, oh, the, that's a different kind of creepy you know? yeah um or the people turning into sand that was yeah ugh. i mean and, and that's true to the book so i mean this yeah part of me said and part of it like i said i i read the books and to me this movie just tried to do too much like it's it basically tried to combine two books into one mm -hmm. so i think it, it you know the characters they they jumbled a whole bunch of characters from both of those books together um that being said it's still i, I still liked the movie i mean it's, it was still there are a lot of the memories that i had of the movie that you know the nostalgia does there is that warm feeling of nostalgia when you watch something like oh yeah i remember jack pumpkinhead and gum mm -hmm. and when they fly and and yeah there are a lot of things that i was like the part where he starts calling her mom i was like yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah exactly so weird yeah. Yeah, there's so many of those moments that you're like, and I, so I mean, I know that my grading is colored by that, you know, huge nostalgia. Um, but I, I give the movie a B. Um, it was not as wonderful as I remember it being, but I still really enjoyed it. And I still, like you said, there's that certain, it's almost like a period piece of like mid 80s fantasy. It reminded me of like Labyrinth, um, Dark Crystal, you know, they all have that yeah. similar kind of feel it's to the golden age it, it's fantasy a, films yeah and it has that stamp on it you know Pro. it has that same kind of feel <laughs> to those so and it has that same kind of feel but it did nothing like jim henson did no this was this uh this was brian henson well brian difference? henson did the voice of jack pumpkinhead yeah, yeah but thing. jack oh it was <laughs> and then the the scarecrow I yeah, that, that was that was a budgetary yeah. thing. I but yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can see some of the budget cuts by the end. Yeah, yeah exactly. on some of the yeah. puppets. You shouldn't see that in a movie. It was just oh, it was so sad. I mean, you're looking at this just uh, lifeless face on what's supposed to be you know a, a a straw dummy coming to life, and he looks lifeless. It, it just it was so disappointing. I'll give you that. The scarecrow's a little underwhelming. Yeah, that was a director's choice where he should have just gone with makeup but he really wanted everything to be puppets and he should well, just he, he wanted the characters to look like they do in the illustrations the original illustrations yeah, which yeah. they did a really good job on but yeah they had a budget problem with the scarecrow's face which was unfortunate mm -hmm. steve well i i thought i was going to come on here and be the defender of this movie so it's i guess it's nice that uh you guys liked it as much but I guess I actually liked it less than you guys, which I wasn't expecting. Um, I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, I'm so confused. So I watched this with Bella, my daughter, and uh, she... Oh, you mean Dead Pixie? I think she's all right. Yeah. No, yeah, she was fine with it. She, she, was, she got done, and she's like, that's a bad movie, but it's Aww. interesting. Like, she found it really interesting, and especially when she's like, she asked me, she's like, why are the special effects so bad? And I was like, this is before computers, and uh, at least computers and movies for the most part. And she was like, oh, really? And she started looking at the end. She's like, that's actually kind of cool. How'd they do that? And she started really getting into how they actually did these practical effects. She was sort of blown away by a lot of that stuff. And a lot of it is really cool. I still think a lot of it's cheap. When he turns into an actual person with makeup, I think it's cheap. Um, the scarecrow, even the lion puppet is really bad. Uh, and you could see some of the cheapness, but it's intermixed with some really brilliant puppetry and claymation and things like that. So I, I, that aspect of it's interesting. Um, what I, 
her, I can't remember her name now, that played Dorothy. I thought she was actually, even though Judy Garland as Dorothy is incredible in that movie, I think she was better, a better Dorothy, more truer to the books, right? She's younger. She's uh, just a little bit more tenacious. And you just get that more of that Dorothy personality from this girl. And the Oz books are really kind of, they are horror stories in a way. They're terrifying books. I read them. I'd never read them when I was younger, but I read them with Emma when she was, my older daughter, when she was younger. And um, they're scary. But I mean, I remember stopping several times, like, are you okay? You want me to keep reading? She's like, go ahead and have the blankets up, you know? Yeah. And so it sort of feels a little truer to the original. It just doesn't feel like it was one, you could tell this is a director with not a lot of experience because some of the cuts are really bad. Um, some of the cinematography isn't very good. But there is something about it that actually surprised me. I was really impressed with certain aspects of it. So I'm actually going to give it a C. Um, I, don't think that, I, I don't think this is a good movie. Uh, but I think there are very inter- – basically, I'm, I'm co-opting my daughter's review. This is a bad movie, but there's really interesting things about it. Yeah. I think most of the most memorable fantasy literature, even for children, is it's very dark, dark stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, Wizard of Oz, you got the, uh, you know, Grimm's Fairy Tales, obviously. Peter yeah. Pan, Mary yeah, Poppins is yeah. dark. The Harry Alice Potter series. in Wonderland. Yeah. 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 Um, and, I, and I think to try to, kids fantasy after the 80s, I think, went through this period of like, we need to water down all the dark parts. Yeah. And... I don't know. I, I just you go you go back and watch some of these films from the eighties where it's just they're relying on pure ingenuity mm-hmm. and they're not trying to take all the all the dark stuff and all the thematic stuff out, even the terrifying stuff. Um, but I mean that's the stuff that I remember, you know, from oh, yeah. when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. The, the yeah, I remember so, the headless the, the headless thing, yeah. The, the princess yeah, weird. princess zombies. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah, yeah. I mean I was freaked out by the sand thing. I remember that really freaking me out yeah. as a kid. It's interesting because I was wa- watching this as an adult. Like, obviously, it's not quite as terrifying. But yeah, the part where she goes to get the powder of life and opens the cabinet and the head's in there. Yeah. And then she goes to reach for it and the, and the eyes open. That part actually scared me. I was like, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about this actual like moment in the film. And so I was really on the edge, like watching that. And then when the eyes open, I was just, oh, God, just that. That's the worst part in the movie right there. Although there is something that didn't strike me as a kid that did this time the, with, with the powder of life and they create this creature right. out of a sofa. I mean, even Bella was like, what kind of life is he going to live? Like she was <laughs> yeah. horrified. That yeah. there's he this, even asked that. He's like, I can't fly. Yeah. yeah. There's this like, <laughs> I'm not very well put together. Abomination yeah. that they build that is <laughs> like sentient. yeah sentient <laughs> and in constant agony basically yeah. well he's not because he's an optimist which is weird <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah. but but the gump's a very interesting character because he is he's this just totally you're right it is he's a horror yeah he, he is a horror um but he's he he's kind of rolls with it yeah you know? but i mean there's a sort of as an adult that's as a kid i didn't really catch that but as an adult i'm just like that's a horrible thing to do to something, like to some a sentient thing. He's like, well, yeah. last thing I remember was hearing a loud noise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Just need to get the he's Bambi got... trauma in there with uh, everything else. <laughs> he's got great lines, though. He, there's one part in the movie where he says, I should have quit while I was ahead. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Stuff yeah. I, like stuff stuff I didn't get when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna give this I'm actually with Steve a little bit on this. I'm gonna give this a C. Um I'm gonna I, I, I agree with Tom and disagree with Kevin a little where I I think that the the special effects in this are impressive. And that's a big reason why I would give it a C. If there was because the special effects are the puppetry in this is so impressive. Um I think I think Steve and Kevin are wrong about the Gnome King. I think that that, that transition is is actually quite beautiful. And the, the rotoscoping with the hands moving, all the walls, you, you don't get that natural effect anymore. No one's really willing to do it, except in some, some horror films like The Babadook and things like that, where they use it for a terrifying effect. But you don't get people trying to add that, that level of stop-motion realism to something because they think the CGI looks better. But I wonder if people tried it again. You could get some really beautiful, realistic stuff. Um, and it's so impressive to see that. And as I was watching this with my wife and things, talking about like, hey, what's going on? And explain like the tick, like when TikTok is walking, that guy has to be on his hands. His legs are turned all around. They didn't just build the thing, right? So it's a guy walking on his hands. He's a contortionist, like right. twisted all up. Some of the things they had them do, that, that Jack Pumpkinhead, the animatronics in that face, are great, but then you do get to the moments where the scarecrow's face is clearly just yeah. one head replaced with another. Now he's smiling. Now it's scared face. It's weird, actually. Yeah. Um, because Jack Pumpkinhead, his mouth doesn't move when he talks. Scarecrow, he does. Yeah. But there's something really subtle going on with Jack Pumpkinhead's face because mm-hmm. he'll react to something and his his head will like elongate. Right. It'll it's really, pull. It's it'll really stretch, subtle. It'll, yeah. Yeah. But it will move and yes. emotions will be expressed. It's beautiful puppetry. Um, I think it, um, it, it misses a little bit more of the substance that's sometimes in the books. And it seems to just be, I'll agree with Patrick, it seems to just want to progress from Princess Mombi to the Gnome King and back to Ozma. And it takes a little too long getting to Oz. Um, and that, that beginning with the electroshock therapy... <sighs> It's it's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. And um, when she like falls into the river, you know, you're not ready for that if you're a kid. That that moment's just terrifying. And the and other then, girl's but, gone. And the other girl's gone. And it's not explained until the end. And um, I I think there's some. I do think there are some directorial problems here. I think Walter Murch probably was a little in over his head. Yeah. Um, I definitely it, can see that. Yeah. But I'm 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 giving it a C. I think the technical prowess is impressive. I think it's just it's an impressive sort of film there. But it has some story problems where it doesn't. It's just plot progression without a lot of meaning. And with this, it's just here is some impressive set pieces. I mean, so, the original had a lot more wordplay. Oh yeah. And you can you can definitely see also here. It definitely feels like a, a post never ending story thing. Like it has that kind of. If it, it felt like he was trying to go for that vibe, yeah, especially with and, and I know you know Baum wrote this back in the what the early 1900s or whatever, yeah, yeah, so early. Um, but there's there's kind of a parallel between Ozma and the Empress. Mm-hmm. All right, so then um, with two C's, a B, a D, and an A, that gives Return to Oz a final grade of a C or a zombie face in our ranking system, which I'm sure confuses no one. No. Speaking of zombies, Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but who picked this one? <laughs> that makes sense. Well, we're not there yet. Yeah, almost. Sorry. 
All right, so we are going to add Return to Oz to Flickchart. Flickchart is a wonderful website that you can use. It allows you to pair two movies up to each other in a little contest, and you can decide which one is better, and then it creates a ranked list for you. And we're going to add Return to Oz to our Flickchart. The first matchup of Return to Oz is Return to Oz, or guess what, guys? Final Cut. The Final Cut. Oh, we're back. Uh, Final Cut. I'm going to go Return to Oz. I'm going to go Final Cut. Come on, Patrick. I, I, I have to say fine. Come on, Patrick. There you I, go. I, Smart. I Good know, man. I know to some degree my waiting on this movie is nostalgia. Like I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm exactly. I'm cognizant of that, and I'm fine with that. But So own it. <laughs> say return to Oz. It's fine. This is a bot. This with is nostalgia for UHF or Transformers, but not when it's for oh, this Oh, okay. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> <point. I, laughs> because hey, the rest of us are completely consistent in our rating. So, all right, fucking return to us. <laughs> Put it in the top half, bitches. Right. So, which one did you choose, Patrick? <laughs> return to Oz. Steve talked me into it. Oh, yeah. seriously? Damn it, Steve, shut Sorry. up. <laughs> return to Oz wins. The next matchup is Return to Oz versus Runaway Train. Oh, Return to Runaway Oz. Train. Yeah, Runaway Train. That's pretty easy for me. Return yeah. to Oz. Oh, Same here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of with that. Both of these are <laughs> yeah. Oscar-nominated films. Of the same year. Yeah, same year. Return to Oz got nominated for visual effects. Oh, okay. And Runaway Train got nominated for Eric Roberts. <laughs> and John Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> Runaway Train wins. It did? Wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the I don't three think of them so. Okay. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, I thought Tom. I said, go ahead. Yes, it's Tom. Oh. Yeah, no. It's, I, I said return that. to Oz. Yeah. It's you said return to Oz. I said return to Oz. Oh, then return to Oz wins. We got three return to Oz. Oh, return yeah. to Oz wins. Okay. Yeah. All right. Return I, to Oz. Sorry, Tom. I thought you said Fucking runaway train. Chart. All right. Did not. Return to Oz or House, the 1977 Japanese weird one where a girl uh, gets bit by a floating head on her house. Box. Return as dumb as that movie was, it's better than this one. Practical effects in both. Uh, return to Oz. Yeah, but I'll forgive the Asians. I won't forgive Disney. I'll forgive. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the title right there. <laughs> <laughs> title of this podcast, I'll forgive the Asians. <laughs> forgive Disney. <laughs> It is. It really is. Because I have more of a personal attachment to Return to Oz, but House is more important to homey. film. What? Homey? <laughs> yeah, it's very homey. I, I want to live there. I'm going to go House. Yeah, me too. House wins. Return House. to Oz or the other Oscar-nominated no film, Yuli's Gold. <laughs> The Oscars don't always get it right, folks. How? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What half of the what half of the list are we in right now? Around the middle-ish. Yuli's goal is in the top half of the list. We should be in the top quarter of the list right now. I don't know what's going on flip chart. It's what it is. Yeah, we had two wins in a row. That should be top quarter. There is no way Yuli's goal is in the top quarter of our chart. No way. Maybe they have a But it was Oscar nominated, Tom. 
Remember that scene where he threw the gun four feet away and then that was the end of the... <laughs> you couldn't get it? <laughs> I'm going I, I to think Nate to clicked on the wrong thing at some point. That's what I think. This is possible, but it is what it is. <laughs> Return to Oz is at 391 on our flick chart. It is... No. It, yeah, that's where it's at. Nope. If it beat the first yeah, two... Yeah, it beat the first two, it's you in know, the top 25%. You can't argue with perfection. I, I think this is the right spot. I think that makes sense. It is above Premium Rush, which should have been named Ride Like Hell. Staying Alive. Oh, gosh, it is really low. It's in the bottom half. That <laughs> becomes oh, a re-rank. Yeah. Click re-rank. I want to see what happens. I just, I just did, and I let it beat Final Cut, which it did because Patrick chose for it, too. And now it's up against City Lights. It's going to lose to City Lights. What was it up against the first time? Final Cut. No, 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 it was the second movie. Um, it was uh, City Lights is now the second movie. Because yeah, I was surprised because I was I was I thought you were going to say City Lights and then you said something else. Because now think, that it's in there and it beat Final Cut, it shifted. Well, City Lights is going to win. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go uh, through it real quick. Return yeah. to Oz and La La Land. La La, uh, La, La, La Land. La La. Land. Sure. Return to Oz and Deadpool too. Deadpool. Return to Oz. Deadpool. 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 <laughs> Return to Oz and the town. The town. Return to the, town. the town. <laughs> Return to Oz and Tom's further angering Man of Steel. Man of Steel. God, don't it. do this. Man Return of Steel. Guys suck. Man of Steel, <laughs> easy. We'll talk about Man of Steel when we talk about 300 next time. Return to Oz or Metropolis. 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 Return to Oz or Three Kings. Three kings. Three kings. Three kings. It's going to be right in the middle. Yeah. Return good. to Oz or Fight Club? Fight Club. Fight Club. Fight Club. Return to Oz is 293. It is our new litmus test. Good. That, that is a litmus. shitty litmus what? test. No. What that is not a good litmus. Yeah, it is. It got well, a but... C, an average of a C. That's like a perfect litmus. It's a better litmus than Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Kevin hates it. Tom I likes it. it. It'll Loves be a it. deciding factor for... Yeah. Steve, me, and Patrick. Yeah. yeah. And having work uh, Final Cut and Return to Oz right in the middle, that's perfect. Did we get any grades at all from Brian? No. No. He just said NARP. <laughs> <laughs> I no, mean YARP. what he said. He said what? NARP. 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 Oh, Yarp. Like, NARP. Wait, how did he say it? Like, NARP. Uh, it was a text. <laughs> it just said NARP. Oh, well. No, text have inflection. That. How did he say it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm interpreting it as NARP. All right. We're going to move on and talk about the Blues Brothers 2000. And we're back. And so my pairing with Nate's theme of like, they made a sequel to that was the Blues <laughs> Brothers 2000. Which came out in 1998. Yeah, oddly yeah. enough. They couldn't have waited two years. I don't no. think anyone would have complained. No. I, I they were ahead of their time. Uh, that's one way of looking at it. Um, still directed by John Landis, um, had Dan Aykroyd and many, many cameos of other people in it. There's really not much more to say about it. So we're going to go to Nate first. What do you think? Oh, that was a bad idea. Um, have you seen the Blues Brothers? I have seen the Blues Brothers. I, I like the Blues Brothers. John Landis in the 70s and early 80s is great. Um, after that, I mean... If you want Dan Aykroyd to carry a film after, I don't know, the Blues Brothers. 19, he's, yeah. <laughs> after Ghostbusters, right? 
without I, without John Belushi or Bill Murray, Bill Murray. or Tom yes. Hanks yeah. or somebody. Yeah. yeah. Or John Candy. Yeah. Turns out he can't carry a movie on his own. Um, turns out he's well, not John Goodman, but funny. Yeah. This movie is it's abysmal. This movie is just awful. It's not funny. Um, the it felt like the world's longest like soundtrack mixtape and even some of the i mean it's great to hear aretha franklin sing respect but oh my gosh really it it feels like they just had her come on they're like go ahead sing it um like no that that one felt a little bit like uh i mean they could have been more creative with that yeah um and a lot of the obviously musicians are not always going to be great actors um but it's also like a lot of these blues actors some of them are just their you know, they're way past their prime when Eric Clapton is the youngest guy on stage. <laughs> Come on, that was that scene was great. That, that whole that yeah. that part's great. that cool. musical. I don't know if, if I can even call it a scene. It's just it's Whatever, just a musical performance. performance. Yeah, yeah, it's just a performance. But well, it's Louisiana Gator Voice. That's the best part of the movie. It, yeah, but I would just rather watch that as as like a YouTube clip or listen yeah. to it. Okay. You know, not as a part of a film and having to sit through the hour and a half of whatever was before that the two stripper montages with dan Aykroyd as a lead singer yeah. followed john goodman did so much better than him with the one um, kid eating sandwiches yeah it was just this movie is i i don't have really anything and some of the weird fantasy stuff that's going on um and i read yeah. that like uh dan Aykroyd, john goodman apparently didn't get paid for this, which I don't know if that's insult to injury. Well, they, it's not that they didn't get paid. They didn't take did a they paycheck. Not, did they not so take a paycheck? Finance it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then they um they broke the uh they broke their car record, but I got mad about that because I wonder if they counted the um cars of the demolition derby. And I feel like that's totally cheating. Well that yeah. scene was terrible anyway. Yeah. There's, there's I get and I'll, I thought there's I thought there was gonna be a car chase, like a choreographed car chase or something. And then it's just like cars being catapulted on top of cars, on top of cars. Which is a little bit from like the Blues Brothers. They they have that moment, but yeah. But in the Blues Brothers, it was good. there's a chase scene through. Yeah. Is it Chicago or where is it? I, I, it's been a while since I've I seen. I think it's it, Chicago. But... Yeah. Um. But I, actually, I I know this doesn't bode well for you, Patrick. But this ended up in my bottom ten movies of all time on my flip <laughs> card. Oh my gosh. This wow. is the eighth worst film I've ever. Yeah, this is awful. This is an atrocious piece of filmmaking. Yes. I, I, I hated this movie. It gets an F. All right. Kevin, how do you feel about the Blues Brothers? It's not not as bad as Nate does. <laughs> I know Kevin's um, seen the Blues Brothers. I've watched the Blues Brothers many times, the original. Yeah. Uh, and, and having seen the original, I was severely disappointed in this. But kind of like a number of you said with... Uh, Return to Oz. I had some nostalgia with this a little bit, um, so the, I'm going to give this movie a D instead of an F. I, I was disappointed. There were there were a number of of callbacks to the the earlier movie that I kind of acknowledged, and and it allowed deficiencies to slide. I don't know. I I remember when John Belushi died. Uh, I I was an avid watcher of Saturday Night Live, so it was it was definitely a cultural part of my life. Um, so I, on one hand, I remember 
when this came out or, or when the previews were out, I'm like, oh, great, you know, they're bringing it back. It, they allowed enough time to pass so you could adequately mourn him, um, John Belushi, and, and it wasn't in bad taste to do this. And it did still kind of seem like they made a sequel to this, but it was kind of like, hey, cool, they made a sequel to this. Um, so I, I think it's really just the, the nostalgia that's allowing me to not give it an F. It's definitely not a C movie. I, I don't think it's that good, sadly. But I, yeah, there were some fun parts to see different, you know, characters coming back, even some of the B characters, you know, coming back in. Uh, it was it was a memorable, a good, memorable experience. But overall, it's a cameo, it's, it's a cameo movie. You watch the yeah, cameos. Yeah. It, yeah. That's about kind it. of like this is that's the That's another end. knock yeah. against it in a lot of ways. Well, I, yeah, I'm not saying that's a yeah, I wasn't saying that's yeah. like a positive. Yeah. And and I almost I, I didn't realize that uh Dan Aykroyd and and uh John Goodman finance this and and if you think about it then it is kind of like this is the end with Seth and James Franco going, "Hey, we're just going to make a movie because we want to fucking make a movie." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's along the same lines but 20 years earlier. Okay. Tom, how about you? I, I, I don't think this is a terrible film. I, I, I didn't find it all that like. Nothing about it was really offensive to me. I was just pretty much bored with it. There are some great musical scenes, some not so great musical scenes. I mean, Aretha Franklin doing "Respect" would be cool, except this was just she was basically phoning this song in. Right. There's nothing yeah. new about that performance. It's yeah. Just, as soon as yeah. I as soon as I knew she was starting to respect, I was like, oh, my God, no. Sing another song. Like, Do something different. Um, but I really enjoyed the Ghost Riders in the Sky performance. I really enjoyed the Louisiana Gator Boys. Um, a handful of other scenes, musical scenes I enjoyed. I didn't really enjoy the strip club stuff that was stupid and then they're the russians are after them, the stupid most of this is just it's boring and stupid but it's interspersed with some good music and it's you know you see all these blues and soul legends that was cool um but they're making cameos in a pretty bad movie um yeah because i feel I'm, like you could just watch like a concert that has a fair amount of these guys in them i mean you could movie, yeah. so much better you there's could, no reason for this movie to exist yeah, and that's what I'm saying. The the only really actually great scene is that Louisiana Gator Boys performance, and that's because you're not going to see all these guys. I mean, every person on the stage is a legend in in the genre in one way, one way or another. Um, so you're not going to see that anywhere else. But like you said, I could probably find that scene on YouTube and just watch that scene. Right. Um, but nothing like outrageously offensive the end's pretty stupid i mean elwood's pretty much a kidnapper at that point you know he w- he wasn't before but now he is yeah. um i'm gonna give it a d all right steve you um, hadn't seen the original blues Brothers. no i've never seen the original blues brothers uh i am this movie is maybe not really all that interested in seeing no, 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 which no, no, i know no, is no, no probably not the the thing to take away from this but no that is not uh I, I I have to say I did enjoy like you guys. I mean I'm a big BB King fan, and um, I enjoyed that whole sequence. Um, even some of the other musical sequences, I didn't know John Goodman had that kind of a voice. Oh, yeah. uh, so I mean the musical sequences I kind of enjoyed. 
there was a lot of lazy, just lazy stuff. Yes. Not just bad, but the whole car chase, the initial car chase sequence out of the strip club, they're driving around and doing all this stuff. And when the Russians flip their car, they're still in front of the strip club. Yeah. So where did they <laughs> drive? Like, where were they driving? Just in circles? Or I don't. Yeah. So there was just a lot of really, really lazy stuff in this movie. That Oh, it's a I, franchise. There's one. Yeah, one on, on every side. corner, right? Like McDonald's. Yeah. Um, I, I just, yeah, this was pretty painful. And this is the, I mean, I haven't seen Dan Aykroyd much. Ghostbusters and, you know, a few things here and there. This is the movie that I realized, wow, he's a terrible actor. He's just not good. Um, he's a, yeah. he's a decent comedian, but he's not a good actor. He, yeah, he, I don't he can deliver. If, he has comic timing, but I don't know what if anything yeah, beyond that. He has decent comedic timing. He does. He doesn't play a character very well. I don't think. Um, and yeah. unless he's playing off of somebody. That's the thing. In the original Blues Brothers, he yeah. played off. Well, John in Ghostbusters, he's playing right. off he of. He has you know, to play off of. He's fine. Yeah, yeah and he's well, kind of the also, straight man. What this made me realize also is that he's. I appreciate his passion for the blues and true what one just a quick anecdote I ha I was driving um across Nebraska and I just happened upon his final um broadcast of his blues show on the radio which was really cool cuz he that that was a long running program I appreciate his passion for the blues and the whole blues brothers thing but him without John Belushi he does not sound that great and yeah. like John Goodman is way better than him singing in this film too. And it's like, yeah, this, this film made me realize that he really needs to be second fiddle to somebody. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you can't replace John Belushi with John Goodman. I think that they literally just tried to find a large yeah. man, a large comedian. But the problem is their, their acting styles are so different, right? Belushi was this uncontrollable energy. Yeah. Um, and Goodman is actually, I would say, a lot more sort of compressed for such, for such a big barrel of a man. He's a he, very technical actor. Yeah. Surprisingly. You know, and so and it's, the roles it's very he does, different. He's, yeah, he's very precise. He's very particular. Just He has a very sort of technical approach to acting that, yeah, Belushi definitely doesn't have. Yeah, and they don't really use him well here. They're kind no. of wanting him to, like, you see there's that scene in the diner where they, which is so bizarre, where he comes out covered in shaving cream oh, or I cheese forgot about that scene. cream oh, and yeah. he's yeah. kind of bouncing around awful. and belushi could have done something ridiculous with that moment right yeah belushi's energy would have would have taken over and instead it's just dan Aykroyd for two minutes like flailing around and john goodman steps back because he wants to support yeah. the joke and so they're, they're not using his his abilities and his talents there you know um so there's just there's so much going on that's poorly done unfortunately because steve you you should go watch the blues brothers it's it's a masterpiece of comedy it's fantastic and give, of give blues it, give it a few months yeah give it a few months i'll just one page yeah. in the background and go watch the blues brothers yeah because you'll get all that bb king aretha franklin james brown but you'll get them closer to their primes too yeah and you'll get wonderful music numbers yeah so you've given it a d mm -hmm. Um, yeah, when I picked this, I knew I was not going to be helping out my GPA at all. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was the most apropos one to fit the theme, though. I mean, it was, it's, you it's, know, it's good choice. It really, it was, I think it fit the theme well. Um, that's, that's what I'm sticking with. Yeah, it's one of those, I, I still don't know why. I, I know, yeah, um, Dan Aykroyd loved the blues 
and so is John Goodman, and I understand they wanted, I can understand them wanting to make another Blues Brothers, but I really don't understand why this movie was made. Like, somebody should have been like, hey, no. Well, they did. Um, well, yeah, but they still made it. They were like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just, like you said, it was just basically a kind of a very loosely rehashed, work, reworked plot of the original, throwing in well, the same I don't, elements, throwing in the same. I don't understand why they made, why they went so hard on the fantasy in this film, though. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. Because the first one's not a fantasy film. No, yeah, it, it just, it was so, I don't know. I did read it's that dry. was the studio that wanted that. Studio one, maybe, but they're driving on the bottom of the river, and they got like skeletons coming out of the sky, and yeah, yeah, I, I, I read zombies. that too. That, and and that like, actually, I mean, Landis and Ackroyd didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm cool with any reason you want to throw Erica Badu into a movie, but yeah, <laughs> like her. Oh man, that was yeah. just weird. Yeah, yeah. No, I I wouldn't be surprised if if at the end of the day, none of them really liked this movie, even when they oh were they didn't. Yeah. They so, didn't. They like I, John Landis had to make what he went and did like a really low budget independent film after this just to cleanse his palate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'll I give it a D myself. Um, shouldn't have been done. Just shouldn't <laughs> have been done. <laughs> shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't. That shouldn't have will happened. be the review consensus. This shouldn't <laughs> this, have this happened. Should not have happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with four D's and an F, yeah. I believe. It's, it's not going to be good. <laughs> wow. We need it more for the bottom. We need it. Well, yeah. now we're just going to be up against Fight Club again. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or maybe right. return to Oz, actually. Hopefully With no. four Ds and an F, the Blues Brothers gets a D minus, which is a uh, apropos jumping the shark. Hey. <laughs> hey. Nice. That's, good. That's nice. good. Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So we're going to add the Blues Brothers 2000. Just start calling it Blues Brothers 1998. Yeah. Or call it, this is the end of the Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you were right. So we're going to add Blues Brothers 2000 to our flip chart. The first matchup is a movie we recently discussed. Blues Brothers 2000 versus Return to Oz. Return to, Return to Oz. Oz. Return to Oz. Blues Brothers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> You're Kevin, you both get D's. Why is Return to Oz worse? Because it sucks. <laughs> oh, okay. Because exactly. Kevin's tired and angry, and this movie's keeping him awake. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I... Was it? No, it was. It was Return to Oz. That movie was so bad. The only thing that was worse was your review of it, Nate. I fell asleep during both. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I, Kevin, I, th I think you're wrong, but I, I will give you props for that sick burn. <laughs> I think Kevin just won the podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, the next matchup. I don't know why this is down here, but it is Blues Brothers versus Ladybird. 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 We were, I mean, we were all kind of lukewarm on that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't deserve to be that low. Blues Brothers versus Firestarter. 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 Firestarter, Firestarter or We're Back, a dinosaur what? story. Oh, I'm sorry. Blues Brothers 2000 <laughs> versus We're Back. It just switched. 
<laughs> I want uh, Firestarter to go lower. I just want it to go. It doesn't deserve to be as high as it is. Uh, we're back. Oh my god, these don't suck. Yeah, we're back. I feel like we're back, though, because it's an animated kids movie. I'll give it a pass, I that's, guess. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm picking it. Because it doesn't... I don't have expectations. There are expectations with yeah. Blues Brothers. Well, I mean, even when I was a kid, I knew we're back was bad, but I still have some nostalgia attached to it. Kids come out of that movie saying, wow, that was a bad movie. Yeah. It's, kid, it's, it's, it's kids' first bad movie. <laughs> so they understand what a bad movie uh, is. I was, um, a nine, I was a nine-year-old boy going, brain drain, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go we're back, a dinosaur story. All right, guys, we're getting to the bottom here. Here it yes, comes. A cl- an oldie but a goodie. Blues Brothers 2000 or George Washington. Oof. Oh. oh, George Washington. That's uh, kind of growing on me lately. Blues Brothers. I'm going to go George Washington. There were some shots in there that were... Some uh, shots. There was, he was doing his best Terrence Malick um, impression. And, uh, yeah. you know, Seth Gordon Green achieved it in a few spots. Nobody in Blues Brothers 2000 wears their dead pet dog on their head. That's true. <laughs> I have not seen George Washington. You don't need to. Don't well, let me tell you about it. Like this kid <laughs> wears his dead pet dog on his head. It sounds memorable. I'll go George Washington just so it doesn't tie. All right, guys. We've hit the zero on the Rotten Tomatoes level. <laughs> Blues Brothers 2000 or Simon Says. Uh, Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers, yeah. At least there's musical sequences you can enjoy. Yeah. I agree. I'll go Blues Brothers. I, think so. I still think Simon Says is the worst action movie I've ever watched. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Blues Brothers I saw this. beats Simon Says. That's the Dennis Rodman, Dane Cook action film. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wait, yes. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. Dennis Rodman, Dane Cook action film. Yep. That's what it is. Oh, oh Simon Says. Oh, 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 wait, hold on. Wow. IMDb won't even recognize it. <laughs> oh, I'm probably it's typing it. Z. Oh, yeah. Yeah. S-I-Z. S-E-Z, not S-A-Y-S. <laughs> oh, I remember this. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> Holy cr- Oh, wow. That was my brother's 0% on Rotten Tomatoes theme. Oh, yeah. I feel like Kevin's getting re-traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am a little bit. I'm having... I'm having uh, PTSD flashbacks on this movie. (laughs) Wasn't there a choreographed fight scene on... It was a waterbed, but it was also like... But it was um, also a sex scene. It was a sex fight. Yeah, Yeah. and they they had rigging for like a small concert. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going Simon Says. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can laugh at that movie. Oh, oh, that was yeah. Well, Blues Brothers actually wins. Okay. Um, one of my favorite things on this podcast, uh, as a recurring like thing, is Kevin suddenly remembering a movie because <laughs> <laughs> it all comes, like it all comes back in flashes. <laughs> so that keeps it that keeps the Blues Brothers two thousand out of our bottom five guys. But let's see where it lands. Oh. Blues Brothers two thousand or Checkmate. 
Blues Brothers. Oh, Blues Brothers, yeah. yeah. It was the one where Sean Astin refused to say his lines. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, instead go. had to quote scripture. Yeah. <laughs> was an assassin. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, Blues Brothers 2000 or Leonard Part 6. Blues Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. You know what's really ridiculous? Bill Cosby was a sh- more ashamed of this. This it was something that he was ashamed of, and he was willing to hide. <laughs> uh, that's because I, he knew it was going to be like shown in theaters. He knew it was yeah. going to be shown in theaters. Yeah. He blatantly can't deny Leonard Part Six. Yeah. <laughs> we have I, evidence, Bill. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty. Sure, I know I didn't see this for the podcast. I'm pretty sure I saw it when it came out but i just i can't vote it's been too long i will allow you to vote for blues brothers 2000 (laughs) i i i was gonna say i would probably vote for blues brothers realistically from what i can't kind of remember so blues brothers beats leonard part six that puts blue brothers at number 578 on our flick chart it is the our eighth worst film so the same place is on my flick chart huh oh interesting (laughs) interesting Congratulations, Patrick. You Thank have you. Blues Brothers and Straight to Hell down there. They <laughs> weren't job. January picks. <laughs> All right. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, those were honest to God. <laughs> <laughs> who, chose, who chose Ghost Can't Do It? That was not me. Wait. Is that Brian? Oh, crap. It might have been me. <laughs> was that you? <laughs> yeah, it was. That yeah. was you, Patrick. The one with well, Donald well, Trump. Yeah. It, kind, it kind of was you. I, I think say, you picked I was... something and Steve forgot that you picked it. And yeah, then, that's and then yeah. <laughs> he remembered you picking that. But by that point, we'd already watched. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I don't remember any of this. It was Patrick's fault. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's above that. It's above Ghost Can't Do It, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, and Saving Christmas. It was true of mine. Yes. <laughs> it is below. Understand what it is below. It is below Fateful Findings, yeah. The Master of Disguise. That was me too. And the, that movie. And The Adventures of Pluto Nash. So, wonderful company. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, I didn't expect to go, for it to go quite down. Yeah. All I, right, guys. Well, I had three shots of whiskey and I can't. <laughs> I'll just end it for us here, guys. We're going to next podcast is going to be our 300th episode so we're going to be doing something extra special i know we're all excited we're going to be watching of course 300 what why <laughs> how original also 300 and, rise of the lichens right and also yes. 300 rise of the something yeah we're not really sure um the the movie's a gimmick folks <laughs> i don't get it Uh, 300 uprising or starting or <laughs> part two. Okay. I think it's 300 rise of, rise of the lichens. Right? <laughs> part sure. two rise of the I thought it was 301 Dalmatians. Lichens. <laughs> <laughs>